Greetings. How are you? I'm listening. Great to meet you. Ah, I've been expecting you. For the good. You come get the voodoo. Hey, Darren. And you are... Light be with you. You come to consult the spirits? Welcome to Orgrimmar. Have you come to serve the Horde? for those of us who love World of Warcraft and love making many alts. Today is Sunday, November 7th, 2021, and this is episode 727, entitled, It's All About the Numbers. I'm Aprilian, your host, and with me are my two awesome co-hosts. Hello, Constructs. How are you today? Fantastic, Deb. Feeling uh, better than I have in a while. I sleep good at night, and uh, I love being here to record at my computer <laughs> instead of the hospital bathroom. Oh yeah. Well, we, we have- the nurse walked in on me. <laughs> What's going on? I'm recording a <laughs> podcast. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> It's complicated. Yeah, what are you doing in the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, that's what bathrooms are for. for. Yeah, and Grand Nagus, how are you? I'm sleepy, tired. Because right. the times oh. went back, so it's even later for you right now. Oh, it's quite early. It's oh. like 2.25 a.m., so yeah. So usually we record in your time at one twenty-five. No. No, three twenty-five. No, no. no it, 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 it's you went back in time one hour now, so we're back to normal. Oh. This, this is usual. Okay. He's still adjusting I, from the week before. Right. No, it's it, it's just my I I had to change my my sleep schedule a little because I have to go do real life stuff tomorrow, so. Real life, what's that? There's yep. a sun yeah, outside? There's exactly. a sun outside? You have to go out yeah. in the world? Apparently, <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, somebody w- wanted me to go to Comic-Con. And I'm like, I don't want to go out there and be with a bunch of people in a crowded place. <laughs> not, no, no. I don't want to do that. Wouldn't, wouldn't be prudent. Oh. Not. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. On the on the radio, someone said that, oh, yeah, we just have to get through this last corona winter, mm. COVID winter. What are you talking about? We're uh. at least going to have another winter time where we have the coronavirus issue going. Right. I don't know. It, it's, it's just... Just ignorance, people, yeah. Mm. Anyway. Anyways. Um, what else? Anyway. What else? What's going on this week? I guess that's where we are. Uh, this week we have a micro-holiday coming. Okay. We have the Moonkin Festival coming up. 
on, I can't remember, I forgot to put in the date. I think it's like Thursday or Friday. I can tell you. It is Friday the 12th. It Friday. starts at yeah. 12.01 a.m. Yeah. November 12th. So, uh, yeah. And then we have, uh, ending on Monday, we have the uh, Togas uh piece of Prodigium, mm -hmm. as well as on Tuesday ends the uh, World Quest bonus event and the PvP Pro Comp Stomp. And starting on Tuesday is or are the time walking um, event uh, from Warlords of Draenor as well as the PvP Brawl Deep Wind Dunk. Mm. And that time walking leads us right into the title of the show because everything apparently has numbers. Uh, much of it this this um, episode this week where it's either dates or patch numbers or fiscal numbers from from earnings calls. It's all about the numbers this week or it has been. So with regards to the time walking, the numbers are uh, relating to the 9.1.5 patch where in time walking, um, not only did they add the Legion time walking to the cycle, uh, to the rotation, but they also changed, which is something that for people that don't really follow the, the news and the patch cycle, uh, the, the patch notes, They've changed quite a few um, dungeons that are part of the uh, dungeons that make up the, the set of dungeons in the respective um, expansion sets that are part of the, of the time-walking dungeons. So we can quickly go through them. There are not that many. There are a few um, expansions where more than half of the dungeons have been changed. Uh, but let's get to it. The uh, Burning Crusade time walking had um, the Architrass, the Black Morass, and the uh, Slave Pens. And those were taken out and replaced by the Blood Furnace, um, the Botanica, and the Underbog. So... You go there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a little strange. I don't know why some of them 
have been removed. Others I can totally see. Maybe it's a rotation, but I think that we've we've been working with those other ones for a while now, and let's just not have them anymore. Maybe there are mechanics in there that uh, people uh, that, that they were complaining about. Alcatraz is quite problematic at the end. Black morass, I don't see an issue with at all. Slave pens is only the first boss. If you don't know that you have to kill the the totems, there isn't other than that, there is no problem, in my opinion. Uh with the blood uh, with the uh ones that they've added, yeah, it's okay. So with the uh Wrath of the Lich King removed, we have the old kingdom. Ankahet, Old Kingdom, the Pit of Saron, that one I can see people screaming about. It's an impossible fight for people that don't know it from like way back when with the uh, the, uh, the first boss uh, with his frost attacks. That one I totally the fu- You can't just stand in the fire. You will die every time. Yeah, exactly. The healer doesn't have enough mana to keep you alive. Yeah, because there's that that uh, stacking debuff, the frost debuff. Um, and the Utgard Pinnacle, I don't know what's, what's, what's so difficult about that. Nothing really. So the only one so far that I see that is a valid point to like potentially replace is a pit of Sauron. So they right. added uh, Azul Narub instead of it. They added the uh, Forge of Souls, which is the easier one of the two. I would have liked to see the Horse of Reflection being added to to the uh, to the time walking. But that I think would be even worse than than uh, than the um, than the pit of Sauron, but anyway, that's beside the point. Um, and then Utgard Keep instead of Utgard Pinnacle. So yeah, um, in Cataclysm they remove Grimbatol. Um, if you play that right, it's easy as. If you don't know how to bomb, it's long as hell. So it depends upon if if people know what they're doing. So I can totally see why they're doing it. And with the uh, AOE swirly attack at the end boss, it's a valid thing. As they want to remove it, it's much like the, the Pit of Sauron. Not quite. But why they added the Black Rock Caverns, I won't understand ever. Because that thing has two major boss mechanics that people are going to complain about, I believe. Oh. One is the first bosses, no, the sec- second. 
Yes, it's a change from the first boss. It's the... Uh, you need to step into the... Um, into the beams and yeah. step out of them at the second boss. Right. And then, you, and then you have the shield you have to take down from the third boss. So it's like all, all the wrong things. In my opinion, I wouldn't have added the Black Rock uh, caverns, but okay. Again, that's, that's a personal thing. Mr. Pandaria... They removed this, uh, the the temple, the siege of Nizao Temple, and added Cholomans. Scholomans. Oh yeah. Cholomans. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I never liked the, the the new version of it. Uh, so you could still get the achievements in there if you were if you had a geared group. Yeah, and sure. You you, uh, you didn't mind burning down some stuff. Yeah, but uh, again, I would I would much rather have kept the temple. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then we have warlords, mm-hmm. which they removed the iron docks and added the I think the most controversial dungeon of the entire uh, expansion of Worlds of Draenor. They added the train. They added the Grim, War- Grim Rail Depot. <laughs> oh, you get to see your own cinematic in there at the end when you blow up the train. Yeah, it's... it's uh, again, debatable in my opinion, but uh, yeah, that's just what they, what they did. So, yeah, that's the list of the things that they change. And then, obviously, we get the, the set of, um, of Legion time-walking dungeons that I don't have, but that's... Uh, we can talk about that when... It comes up because uh, it's two weeks from now, I think, that we're going to get the time walking event for for Legion or something like that. So we still have a couple of weeks before we have to talk about that in depth. Next, we have the renaming of Jesse McCree. Right. Um, oh yeah. I watched a YouTube video the other day, and we we all know that Jesse McCree has been renamed to Cold Cassidy. What I saw on that video on YouTube was quite interesting, and something where I say, "Oh, Blizzard, you could have that could have." been made so done so much better. Mm. Apparently there is a wrestler uh, that goes by the same name 
his oh, character right. yeah. goes by by Cold Cassidy. So um I don't know if they have a registered trademark or if they have mm. uh, uh, something for the for their persona. I have no idea if they do. Blizzard might be in trouble if they just didn't notice, just didn't do research. Like, if there wasn't a guy that would just, uh, like, I'm going to, like, Google the name called Cassidy and see what comes up. And if nothing comes up, uh, then I might... Uh, suggest the name, but apparently either the naming conflict isn't a thing or Blizzard just didn't do their research properly. No, not Blizzard. So, yeah. <clears throat> I'm not sure which it is. I hope, I hope it's the former it wouldn't surprise me though if it's the latter. So, um, yeah. Remember, we talked about the changing of the gods at, at the top of Blizzard when, when uh, what's his name? When when the last president left. Mm-hmm. J. Allen Brack. We got the we got the uh, no, no, we got two new co-leaders. Hey, no. One of them is is a woman, Jan O'Neill. Well, apparently she didn't want to do the job no more, so she quit. So it's back to one guy for, now. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. She, she 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 put out a statement where she explicitly said something to the effect of uh, uh, it's it, it's not that it's not what you just said. It's quite the contrary. She has like full confidence in in Blizzard and yeah, mm. and in their ability to to do it right. And I'm going to leave. So, yeah. I'm not sure what that is all about. Right. And along with her, not along with her, but but, but at In the same time, yeah. uh, the technical director, a technical director, female as well, Amy Durham, leaves as well. Mm. So, um, that's probably not the best uh, symbol for like uh, inclusion and equality that two of the top female uh, people leave. Um, uh, Amy Durham says uh, in in one of her tweets, she says to, to quote a Diablo, is it a Diablo character? This does not bode well. 
<laughs> well, no. Um, in one of her tweets, she says, look at who a company puts in a decision-making capacity over its core business. For a brief period in 2020, brief period, there were three women in leadership of game development teams at Blizzard. Mm. Uh, director roles. There were Julia, I, I don't know what her last name is, Jen, the, the uh, O'Neill, mm. and me, meaning Amy. And all three of us were the first women to ever serve in our specific roles. And we were also the most senior women in the company. Yeah, that was before Fran came on board, mm. apparently, um, because she came on board somewhere in, I think, Q1 or Q2 in 2021. So, um, and we were also the most senior women in the company for our respective disciplines. All left this year. Before you make commitments to recruit more women, usually at entry level, where people have less choice to turn down opportunities, figure out and fix why all your senior women choose to leave. Right. This oh, that is quite a uh, damning uh statement um, and that brings us to more numbers in this case the earnings call as I mentioned last week the earnings call took place on Tuesday November the 2nd and I was saying uh, I'm willing to bet that the MAUs, the monthly active users, go down um, even more. I was kind of wrong because they were they they uh, remained at level. They remained at the same as as in uh, twenty uh, as in quarter two with twenty six million. Um. So what they're saying is Q3's MAUs are the same as Q2's, 26 million, even though they state that the revenue gain of the company is largely due to their launch of Diablo uh, of the uh, resurrected. And that being the case, where is the increase in MAUs to reflect that? Right. So, when they say that it would have been even bigger, the gain in revenue had some of it not been offset by the dip of WOW. Because 
had had we or the other way around had we not had had uh, the the Diablo release, we would have definitely seen an uh, MAU dip to to even lower numbers. So it's it's strategic product placement. Uh, the same as I think there was another content creator that that uh, pointed this out. Um, MAUs are counted for merely logging in, which means uh, if you um, do the cross promotion thing that Blizzard did with Hearthstone. Um, people that play WoW that got the six-month um, got their six-month subscription. They can, six months, yeah. Yeah, they got the free uh, pack card packs in Hearthstone, right? Meaning they can go to Hearthstone. Uh, open the packs and then play Hearthstone to get the WoW mount. Oh. So, so that means that you get one cu- per customer per account, like me or you or, or who, one of the, if we all, if the three of us does it, we we are three MAUs for WoW, oh. and then and then we go to Hearthstone and I log in Hearthstone. So we are three MAUs for Hearthstone, meaning we are six for Blizzard. That's interesting. Yep. So that's that, and, and that's like the cross promotion counting method that's really mm. um, interesting to see. Um, and then um, because when did they do that? They did that in Q2 and Q... No, was it Q2 or Q3? I can't remember. Um, when did the Hearthstone expansion come out that introduced the 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 mercenaries was was to September. I can't tell exactly because there's a there's another one, United and Stormwind that's just come out not too long ago, and there's another one coming out in not too long again. So yeah, the the Hearthstone expansions. Um, there's like six expansions that come out in a two year period. Yeah, yeah. So it kind so, of it kind of blurs the line when the stuff comes out. Yeah. So. So if we if we uh, count the cross promotion of Hearthstone on top of the very high sales of Diablo of of the Diablo launch, then WoW does, has done even worse than we thought because the cross promotion doubles up the as I just explained, the MAUs for for that portion of the player base. 
And then, I don't know how, how, how that's going to, to, to turn out eventually. So they might have a somewhat quote unquote saved quarter four with that uh, expansion launched that uh, and, and the continued uh, uh, play of and, and leveling up of the mercenaries in, in Hearthstone that's going to take what a couple of months for people to to uh, play through that content. So Q, Q4 should be safe, quote-unquote, with, with regards to the MAUs. And then we need to see what happens in January if, if we're going to see a dip there. So March, that means that Theoretically, they need to, as, as I mentioned with the release timeline timeline last episode, uh, they need to come up with something to uh, to get their MAUs up in, in Q1. Because if they don't release uh, 9.2 in Q1, then that could uh, spell uh, 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 the the tip below the 26 million. Mm. So, um, but we, but with regards to the overall. Um, Oh yeah, right. Um, there is Immortal, Diablo Immortal, is coming out eventually, because um, something that I totally forgot to mention, and that's because it's not numbers, kind of. It is still numbers, uh, but it's not physical numbers. Mm. It's um, the fact that Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4, so see there are two numbers in there as well, <laughs> um, have been delayed um, until at least 2023. So at least uh, I would bet at least uh, three quarters of a year probably a year or so. Um, which obviously has all the MAU uh, issues uh, there as well. Uh, but then again, as I said, we have Immortal uh, and a Interesting thing, my first thought uh, when this uh, issue, this, this, uh, um, that I'm going to talk about, this topic that I'm going to talk about in a second, when that 
arose on my timeline. Um, as Dia uh, Diablo Immortal was the first thing I thought about. And that is uh, besides the fact that uh, Immortal is apparently, according to some uh, some article, internet article, is going to have a, a in-game shop with with so far it's it, it's still in in uh, in beta. It's going to have a uh, uh, pay-to-win. Uh, in-game shop oh. where you can buy boosts and whatnot. Uh, not sure how people that, that play Diablo normally, how they are going to uh, take to that. But yeah, the topic I wanted to talk about is Windows 11. And Windows 11's feature that allows users of Windows 11 to load Android software and use Android apps in Windows 11. And what is Diablo Immortal? It's a mobile game. Oh. So it's, an, it's Android software. So for me personally, that means I would be able to play uh, Diablo Immortal on my PC. Oh. Were the reasons I'm not playing... Blizzard games uh, ever to be resolved. Mm. So that's a thing that might might bring more MAUs to Blizzard uh, or to to Activision Blizzard. The fact that the uh, Windows 11 feature. Uh, provides that that possibility and that audience uh, to have just people that that normally remember I talked about this like when uh, Diablo Immortal was introduced where I where I basically ranted that, that I don't see it as a Diablo game because it's not a PC game right if Windows 11 figures out how to do this properly at the moment, although Windows 11 has been released, apparently the, this Android software uh, thing isn't working properly or hasn't been implemented yet. I I don't have Windows 11 on my on my PC yet, and I can't up, uh, upgrade because uh, my hardware doesn't support it. My my uh, PC is like five years old. Oh my god, that's like ancient. 
That's ancient, yeah. So in PC, yes. uh, I don't have the the TPM module mm. on my main board, so I can't. I can't. Uh, I would have to to get a. I'm not sure if the main board has a TPM uh, slot. Um, I haven't checked. I might be able to to check, but uh, be that as it may, I would have to reinstall my my Windows, like uh, and reinstalling a OS is never fun. So I might do it using a backup. It's, a, it's, a, it's an exercise in futility. <sighs> I might be able to do it using my backup program. Mm. But uh, I'm very hesitant to try it. It's just yeah, put yeah. it that way. So I've thought about um, upgrading my CPU and my mainboard. Mm. Um, so, and then use the rest of the stuff that I have from, from this PC and take it with me to the other one. But my issue with that is that I would have to, to I'm not going to do it myself anymore. I could theoretically uh build a PC myself, but I'm not going to do that anymore. But that means that I have to uh, uh, turn in my 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 uh, PC to the shop and that will take about a week. And uh, not having a computer for a week is, uh, yeah, no. Not if I can help it. Right. And, uh, for, for the moment, as long as uh, Windows 11 is where it is and uh, I don't really need, need it, um, I might as well wait. And, and all the hardware is expensive as anyway. So it's nothing that's super urgent at the moment, so, yeah. No, but just people, keep it in mind, people that uh, have upgraded to Windows 11 or bought or will buy a new computer, new PC in the very near future, you probably will be able to play Diablo Immortal on your PC mm. running Windows 11 unless... Microsoft says, yeah, we wanted to have Windows 11 run Android uh, apps, but we can't make it work after all. And then just scrap the idea, which wouldn't be uh, the first time. Hmm. Uh, they've had good ideas before and then just couldn't deliver on them. So... That's just, that's, that's always the thing that could happen. Right. 
So let's get into 9.1. Um, really quick, a quick overview over what, what we have for the people that uh, haven't, that they've just played a little and they haven't found out what's, what's really going on and maybe there's something that they missed. Right. So from from the, I, I have a list here that I copied over from from MMO Champion, with stuff that is uh, available currently this week, and then obviously the the uh, time walking thing we're going to talk about a couple of weeks down the road. So we have the covenant, the removal of the uh, conduit energy. People that play. With their with their uh, conduits, they should have noticed it. Uh, the ability to freely swap covenants as often as you like with no penalty. You might not have you might have heard about it, but you might not uh, have um, realized just how freely it's available. You can. Basically, really go and and uh, swap the covenant, go and do stuff, and then swap back. Uh, as long as one of your characters has reached uh, renowned eighty and unlocked the the swap ability, uh, the covenant soul bind and renounce gibbs which means that, and this is very important, I believe, and that's basically why I'm, I'm, uh, I, I've used this, this, um, this chart here to to emphasize this um, quite a bit. Is that uh, if you choose to swap covenants, you go this in the same um, when you as soon as you swap covenants or before even you go to a vendor I don't know which one that is but there is a vendor that sells these uh, boost um, tokens to boost your renown to renown 40 and um, you sh you can use those for a character that uh, that's level fifty. So if you come out of the threats of fate and you decide you want to level your character using threats of fate. Which apparently has been made much, much. Well, they have streamlined that uh, quite a bit now. The threat of fate, uh, threats of fate uh, process, leveling process. You're going to slap one of those tokens on that character before you even start the threats of fate stuff, because you gain. Um, 
apparently you gain renown left, right, and center while doing threats of fate. So it would be a shame if you were to basically waste those renown gains and then slap a token on it to gain from, say, you, you gain 29, just as an example, a number. You, while leveling from 50 to 60, you gain 29 renown points levels. And then you slap the token on top to get the 13 remaining to get to 40. You could be at 69 already if you had just slapped it on the character when you started. Right. So be sure that you um, that you do that. They cost 500 gold, so they hardly anything. Whenever you start a, a new character in, in Ouroboros and you have a character that that can buy those tokens, buy them in bulk, buy 10 or 20 of them if you are an alcoholic <laughs> or four if you play with your one, two or three because you have your one, one uh, covenant at 80 already. Buy, buy three of them, go and switch your covenant three times and slap those three on the respective covenant progress. So you have every covenant at at least 40. That is what I would, would suggest. It's, it's the least wasteful, but you, you don't waste any renown from that then. Um, that I think is, is, is quite important. Um, then the covenant cosmetics are no longer limited to specific covenants, meaning you can still only obtain them while playing the content tied to a specific covenant, but you can use any cosmetics with any other covenant being active. So if you want to play uh, a Night Fae, uh, play as a Night Fae covenant allied, uh, and you want to still use the, the, the uh, vampire wings from the uh, from um, uh, from the yeah, from the vampires from from uh, what are they called? Um, Revendreth. Okay. Um, uh, you can do that. You can run around with the vampire wings uh, from Revendreth, even though you are a night fay, and you should wear the 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 wings from the from the night fay. Um, so cosmetics are just that now. They're just cosmetics. You can get new soul shapes from the Night Fae, including critter shapes, meaning those mini 
animals. The first one you get is a... Uh, what was the first one you always get? Squirrel. <laughs> and... Uh, but you can only use those, the, the critter shapes. You can only use them, I think, in the city or in the rested area. So, because once you go outside, obviously the big predators come and, 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 and eat you. So that makes sense. Um, grateful offerings now reward and are rewarded from callings based on highest level of anima conductor upgrades. Um, the redeemed souls quest is now repeatable and starts at 20 souls for old as well. Mm. So previously, depending upon your Renowned level, you started at level 5 and then got to 10 and 15 and 20, which is all, was the max and still is the max, um, which is currency for upgrading your, your um, covenant uh, things, that your buildings or whatnot. Yeah. Now, now you start at 20 and can do them as often as you want. So if you need, what, five or ten souls to upgrade a building, you can just go go to the mall and collect, what, 40 or whatnot if you need them. Um, it's very nice to know that you're not bottlenecked there anymore. Um, the customization options for Nightborn and uh, Lightforge Draenei and Void Elves and High Mountain Torrin have been added, the ones that we talked about quite frequently over the last few months, along with the uh, Paladin Mount for the Nightforge Draenei, which might give some people... Uh, achievements because that is another additional mount mm. that you don't get normally. Um, so I've heard of 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 one so far, one person that got an achievement just by logging in, having a Lightforged Draenei Paladin uh, because it's a new mount. So got added to the total and is a usable one on the Paladin. So there you are. Hmm. If you have a Lightforged Draenei that is a alt of yours that you don't play frequently, uh, you might want to log into that paladin if you're close to a mount achievement and see if logging into that tune takes you over the required uh, threshold for whichever um, number or, or achievement you need. Uh, the AOE cap for attacks has been removed. Um uh, it's now 
apparently working in a way where it's, it, it uh, works up until a certain number, I think six or eight, can't remember exactly. And then there is a significant reduction in damage done to the rest of the mobs, but it's not no damage anymore, which is good, especially for for uh, people that do um, that do um, transmog runs in old dungeons and raids. They don't have to do three or four attacks to get a huge group of mobs down. Um, quality of life changes. We have solo queues are now possible for island expeditions. Although you need to talk to a special NPC, you can't talk to, or you won't be able to solo queue talking to the normal expeditions guy. You have to. There's a, uh, uh, an, an additional other NPC you need to talk to. Um, no cap on Torghast resource farming, so you can farm how much ever you want of the soul cinder and soul ash. You have the patience for the whole run. Yeah, sure. That's that's a given. Yeah. Um, legendary scrapping, so you can now deconstruct your your old legendary that you don't need anymore to re uh, to regain your or to you yeah to get your soul bash and or soul cinders back. You don't get anything else back. You don't get your uh, missives back, and you don't get your uh, your item back, the base item. You just get the soul items back, but that's still better than nothing. Even though the resource farming hasn't got a cap anymore, so it's kind of meh, but yeah, it's still better than having to run Torghast 27 times if you don't really like running Torghast. It's, it's, it's okay. You can finally skip the more into now. Yeah. So that is a thing. You need to talk to, um, to the NPC in Orgrimmar or in Stormwind. Once you set foot into the portal and go to uh, um, Ice Crown Citadel, that's too far. So then you have to do it because the skip is in, uh, is talk is by talking to the NPC in the capital city. Um, Corthian armaments purchase can now be done for a specific item. So you can now choose what slot you want the item for, which I still don't understand why they haven't done that from the beginning. Um, legacy rate adjustments, meaning that you can now uh, 
no, that's, they, they adjusted some things, and on top of that, they added legacy loot for Battle for Azeroth content, which normally you had to wait one complete cycle of expansion. So theoretically, according to our normal cycle now, um, the Battle for Azeroth legacy loot option was only had would have only been made available at 10.1 or 10.0.5 I always have to wait had to wait one complete expansion plus the first patch of the next one so um and again, as I mentioned before, they made time walking dungeon rotation changes. Uh, now you can, uh, something that's interesting for transmog people, you can now uh, share your outfits, your transmog outfits. Uh, you can create a link in your transmog window. Oh, that's interesting. And share that with other people. Um, and then they've made the Mechagon achievement easier to obtain. I don't have a list of that. But... Uh, Can you still get the mount drop? Or the recipe? Is a sure. Cujo, Cujo mount. You can still get everything. It's just, it's just uh, easier to come by apparently. Okay. Um, and including the the, uh, the thing where you don't need to go into the the dungeon anymore. Um. So, and then. In December, as I mentioned before, we get the time walking, and as part of that, there is a time walking mage tower. I wonder which raid we are going to see eventually, but I think so far the latest time walking raid we had unlocked was. Firelands, so that's Cataclysm. That means that the next raid we need to, or we can look forward to, is from Mr. Pandaria. So Legion is quite a lot, long way uh, to go before we get that. Um, Oh, I have the list here after all. I just didn't scroll down far enough. The Mechagon. Uh, the Vinyl Triumph of of Nomrigan. Uh, they've, they've changed that. It now, it's now granted, it's, it's now guaranteed to drop from hard mode uh, version. Uh, Battle for Nomrigan, the drop rate increased from all hologram bosses. The blueprint holographic uh, digitalization relay 
the drop rate has increased from the hologram bosses. Blueprint emergency rocket chicken. Um, uh, the uh, I don't know what 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 that thing is. The double fleet foot MG respawns faster and no longer despawns if not killed by the end of its path. Um, the paint vial lemon steel drops uh, what's it called? Uh, the drop rate has apparently increased and duration of rain reduced but the spawn rate of oxidized le leeches during the rain is dramatically increased 700% faster. So that's uh, uh, play times over and battle tested the quests both spawn uh, at the same time uh, where before it was like a randomly chosen one of them. And then available in eight colors, this achievement is now account-wide and grants all color options for the X995 Mecha Cat to all your characters on your account. That was so, uh, the cat you had to craft with the uh, 20,000 gold part, but within yeah. a few days you had enough of those parts to... Uh, Sell oh, them to a vendor for five gold each. Oh, that's the one that you have to... Get all colors, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then you can collect all the colors if you want to get them, paint, uh, them painted, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I think I've got four colors, but I, the, the rest I haven't, I haven't looted yet. I think I have all but one or two. Two, yeah. all but two. Nice. Uh, we... Um, now, we did get an indication that, and I talked about uh, this earlier, where I said that if they want to, to keep their MAUs up, they might want to start uh, releasing 9.2 in, in quarter one of, of 2022. We got an indication that uh, they are, that they might be... Uh, uh, on that already uh, because apparently a encrypted uh, Blizzard in-house test server uh, has been updated to 9.2. Uh, that might lead to people uh, people to believe that is that 9.2 is closer than anyone thought it would be even close even as close as a two or three week, uh, three week, two or three weeks till the P proper PTR now, because I, I can't remember what what time frame people said in the article I skipped over, um, where they had a couple uh, a couple of uh, presidents, uh, where they said that uh, the in encrypted file for this. Uh, patched uh, 
became available on the uh, on the server where 9.2 is now on and then this time frame elapsed when we got the proper PTR and they met, made two or three examples. Okay. And they said that uh, it could be like two or three weeks um, until we get the PTR, which again means that uh, we would be in uh, very late November uh, if when, when, when the PTR gets out and then six weeks ahead. So that could mean that, that they might even, uh, if that were to happen, uh, we could see uh, 9.2 coming out sometime in January, which would be amazing. Uh, not amazing as in, oh yeah, I'm excited, but oh my God, how did this they, early? Yeah, how did they do it so soon? That kind of amazing. Right. Uh, if Blizzard wanted to speed that up, as I said, uh, um, that would be fast releasing, uh, really fast but as we all know, uh, fast isn't always good. So I wonder if that wouldn't backfire in the end. I guess only time will tell. Though uh, Ian talked about us, uh, said in the or he said in the interview that that we referred uh, that I referred to last week that we would see nine point two info soon and apparently soon is really soon not soon tm in this case so yeah um we're almost done uh a season of mastery a quick note on that on the seasonal classic era um wow classic just one bit they talked about they uh, uh, I talked about what form the season of mastery would 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 uh, would turn out to be and they uh, put up a blue post the other day uh, I'm not going to go through it all I'm just uh, reading one one section, which which is entitled "Looking Forward." Finally, many classic players have asked, "What will happen at the end of Season of Mastery?" And here's the answer: When Season of Mastery concludes, you'll have the option to permanently transfer your character to an existing classic era realm in your region. The free service will be available for a limited time at the conclusion of the season. So now they call it the season, which refers to, which which makes uh, 
as uh, which, which confirms that it is a seasonal thing that they intend to repeat. Mm. Um, while we don't know the exact uh, destination realm and specific dates, you'll have plenty of time to move your character to a safe home before all season of mastery realms are permanently closed. So it's as quite a few people guessed, it's a seasonal thing that uh, plays out over the better part of a year and then eventually restarts. Um, so we are going to see what 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 that happens. Um, and again, for people that uh, want to save their name on on the character uh, for their character, the uh, character reservation uh, start date is the eleventh this month, November the eleventh. And the uh, season of mastery start, the launch, is November the 16th, just to repeat that information as well. Okay, the last topic, very last topic in the news, is that um, I've talked about um, Overwatch 2 and uh, Diablo 4 being delayed. Well, wouldn't you know it that uh, Final Fantasy XIV can play that game too? So Yoshi P, uh, they have a a, um, a letter, a, a newsletter type thing uh, with uh, Square Enix, and uh, they stated. In the latest one that was that went live yesterday, I believe, that uh, Yoshi P said that it's, he's very sorry, but uh, they he has made the decision he himself that uh, they need two more weeks before they can launch Endwalker. So people that. Uh, already made their take took their vacation for the 23rd mm. yeah it's it's not not optimal and uh but yeah so I mean I don't I don't want to I'm not no I'm not going to go there so um Endwalker is being postponed from November the 23rd to December the 7th. Um, uh, it says that uh, the postponing the release um, said, I'm incredibly sorry to share this so close to launch, but I have decided to postpone the release of Endwalker. The original release date was scheduled for Tuesday, November the 23rd. 3rd, 2021, but I have decided to delay the release by two weeks. As such, the expansion pack will now be released on Tuesday, December 7th, 
2021. There are several reasons for the postponement, but as I'm the one overseeing all aspects of the title, as the head of the project, the responsibility falls solely on me. Allow me to convey my sincerest apologies to our players, our warriors of light around the world who have been looking so forward to the release of Endwalker. I am truly sorry. The new release schedule, including early access, is outlined below. So, I don't think we've ever seen something like that from Blizzard. Mm. That one person has stood up and said, guys, I'm sorry, and this is, it's, it's, it's just... Um, we tried. This is some... Yeah. Yeah. And cried, yeah. We tried, yeah. Yeah, so it's... it's, it's that's something where I'm, where Blizzard could really learn from. Uh, not the crying part necessarily. I mean, I didn't he say is cry. A, I said we tried. <laughs> we tried. Yeah, but he yeah. did cry. Oh, he did cry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he did cry on the on the call that that you could. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's it, it was a video. Uh, <laughs> announcement thing where he was like, yeah, he was genuinely crying. So, yeah. Um, um, yeah, so it, it's it's something that uh, you you really I mean, again, it's a different culture in Japan mm. uh, where and I'm not going to get political here, but it's it, it's still something where you gotta own up to it. Right, you take and, responsibility. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's something that they learn there, and it's still a Japanese game, properly. Even though I think Square Enix is registered in. Written, I think. But anyway, that's beside the point. It's it's yeah. It's so taking taking the blame uh, himself, and uh, so yeah. For people that have uh, the official release, as I said, December seven. If you have early access. For the game, if you pre-ordered, uh, it's Friday, December the 3rd. And then the respective patches for the staggered release are going to 6.0.1, or 6.01, there's no point there in between. 6.01 is December the 21st. And uh, 6.05 is going to be January 4th, 2022. So, yeah. It's as bad as it is that you have to postpone your your release 
it's all about the message. It's all about how how you convey your your message. And uh, if you if you talk to people in a sincere way, people will. Not not everyone, obviously. There are people that are going to rage <laughs> if they've like uh, taken their days off and they want to play, and and rightfully so. Uh, but still, if you quote unquote just release a press uh, thing and you you don't personalize it, then that's one thing. If you if you look at the um if you look at the blue posts from from Blizzard, then most often times unless it's a specific letter from this, that or the other individual it's always signed by the team of whatever. Wow team, dev team. There is no personalization. So with this here, I mean, Yoshi P is the, the, the head guy. He is the director. He is the game. Uh, I don't know. He has two titles. Uh, in this uh, uh, project, so, uh, but yeah, it's his name and it's his head on the chopping block. So, yeah, I think that's it for now. All right, it's been a busy week. Lots of things going mm-hmm. on. I, I personally noticed that my mailbox icon is lit up next to my character name when I log in. So if I have options that's sold, that's how I know. That's kind of nice. They added that as well. Correct. Um, They added the, so if you have your, your, if if you have a in-game mail, um, that has displayed in the login screen. Yep. Yep. You can, you can see that. Um, if you go to your login screen and you <coughs> excuse me switch on the switch characters or when you log in and you know that oh this is my my character that has uh, put something on the auction house yeah. and you don't have a mail icon there yet you know that it hasn't been sold yet right oh, or awesome. hasn't returned yet so you don't need to log in to the character. If all if that's all what you want, right. right? So yeah, yeah. So our weeks. I've had a fantastic weekend. Wow, it's um, very comforting. <laughs> Those battlegrounds where you're not necessarily putting out more damage, but you feel like you're contributing more by pushing all the buttons all at once. <laughs> Bad boy, bad boy. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Constructs, how's your week in WoW been? 
Uh, my week in WoW has been mostly a week in Hearthstone. I have done something not recommended. I have <laughs> played 12 hours of Hearthstone in a day. That's a little bit too much Hearthstone. Wow. You're, uh, even though you only have like one or one to three spells to pick, or sometimes you have four spells to pick from, uh, um, that's too many spells and mercenaries. Hold on. Your sound is coming in weird. Can you hear that, Grand Nagus? No. Okay. All right. Maybe it's just me. Go ahead. Yeah. So I was um, I was doing Hearthstone Mercenaries, and Mercenaries when you play it a lot, it starts becoming a lot like pet battles because you can level your Mercenaries to thirty. They have one to four abilities, and at max level or close to max level, they can hold an object to buff one of their abilities which could be major or minor, depending which ability you use a lot. Um, so what I've done is I've, uh, I've completed a lot of quests in the Barons for the Mercenaries expansion pack. Then I went to Fellwood. I did Fellwood. Now I'm in Winterspring. Winterspring is like the max level area. And there's another one after that. There's Blackrock. And I, have, I haven't made it that far, but uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of... Questing, questing, questing. It, it can take you the whole day to do all your quests. Because sometimes you get a quest for your third level three ability, which only comes at level 15. So you have to level to 15. Then you have to use that ability a set number of times. And that ability only comes up on second or third turn. So you get the picture. It's uh, it's complicated. Um, I have level six mercenaries to 30 and like... Uh, one go in uh, Fellwood because Fellwood was kind of like the right leveling experience. And sometimes I would go back to the Barons and do Barons Heroic because you get a little bit more XP on Heroic. Um, I did do the Auction House. I sold the Vile of the Sand, so I'm at 2.8 million on my main. Mm, uh, nice. Working hard, trying to get the 3 million. Never been at 3 million before. Mm. So that, that would be a new experience. And, um, I have uh, kind of farted around the auction house, um, just a couple of things here and there in Hearthstone. I've played my priest deck a lot. My priest deck is a lot of fun. It's more fun to me than my other decks because I have uh, more legendaries in that one than the other one. It's kind of nice when you play like 10 legendaries in a row. <laughs> it improves your odds of winning a lot. And... Um, Right now, my druid is uh, searching for the um, the uh, camel statues, so a brilliant could uh, possibly get a mount out of there. Uh, <laughs> I'm told there's a way to do it where you can get more than one mount, but I haven't I haven't tested it, so I don't know. I don't know if it's doable or not. Maybe if Krillin wants to help me for a few extra minutes, we can. See if we can get her both mounts for both accounts. Okay, what do you what do you need? Um, well, when I do find the, the oh, figurine, okay. basically, right what, you, okay. what you have to do is you have to kill the the boss once, then you back up, and then you use cross realm to go to another realm. Mm. And then you kill it again. So you actually get the loot twice. Oh, wow. Apparently, there's a 15-minute buff that you can have. 
And if your other character's there and you have mm-hmm. threat, right. so you're phased and you have to have threat. So you have to be standing right on top of the boss, I think, in order for that to happen. But if you can do that, then that means that you get the loot. You get the loot and you get to share the loot, which is kind of what we did with the Time Lost Protodrake. That was kind of mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody explained it to me well enough that I knew what to do. And then we did it, and still one of us didn't get the loot because they didn't have threat. So uh, yep. it was uh, just a matter of timing and doing it with with all the parties involved having threat on the object. Um, so far, last bend here. Nope. So have no you, figurines. Have you checked your um, mail? I did. Thank did you. you. Did you? Okay. All right. <laughs> I I was afraid at first it was a hack. I'm like, is it really brilliant, or is it like somebody impersonating her wants me to click on this link? So I, and then I like I, I like him, I did it. I sent him the sunwormed fur line. I put a, a oh, yeah. in the show notes of one of my characters on it. I was going to send you one, Grand Angus, but you're not playing World of Warcraft right now. No, right? don't please don't. Okay. <laughs> Um, it's it's a cute little cat. When you summon it, you throw down a treat, and yeah. there's a point where it uh, will play with its tail. It'll chase its tail around while you're on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it chases in circle. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of- and it's huge on a torn. It, like it if you summon it on torn, you're gigantic. <laughs> on the poor kitty cat on the torn. No, on the poor kitty cat. <laughs> Huh. The, the cat's twice as big as it's porn, though. So it, the, yeah, the cat doesn't a, look like it's hurting. Yeah, it's mm. a yeah, it's a big, big kitty. Yes. Uh, that's pretty much been my week. I'm not gonna dwell on the auction house too long. I um, I didn't sell a lot of things other than uh, cloth here and there, and. Uh, Trade goods to craft stuff. I, I don't know what what's going on. I think people are kind of leveling profession on their alts. Oh, interesting. So it makes for like a strange, um, a strange mix where you don't really know what's going to sell, what's not going to sell. Right. Uh, I'm not doing archaeology too much right now, just because I, I I spend too many hours at the hospital. Um, Mrs. Constrax is on the mend, oh, good. but, uh, it's still touch and go here and there. She had a, a day where I stepped out and her uh, oxygen just dropped. She had a anxiety attack, I think. And like, uh, I had to rush back to the hospital and they're, they're like, they stabilize her, but it is like, we don't, we don't know why, uh, the bacteria or the virus is affecting her this way. They tested her for COVID. She doesn't have COVID, so they don't know what it is. It looks funny on the X-ray, and they're mm-hmm. trying to they're trying to sort her out. But um, right now, I'm just got my fingers crossed that we can get her back in working order and back home within the next two three weeks. And uh, that's been my week pretty much. Making many alts. My dog is trying to poop for the horn. And for the alliance. It was funny. 
was your week in WoW? And other games. My week in WoW was great. Um, last week, I was, uh, well, this whole week, I've been, you know, I, well, last week I dinged 58 on April. So now April and Aprilian can all multi-box together, which is, you know, hopefully we'll hit 60 together. Uh, and right now I'm just spending time trying to catch April up to the um, the quest that Aprilian has already done. It's, it's good to have the two of them. Um, I did some archaeology, and as you can see in the screenshot, I also um, got on Astara for a little bit, who's my yeah. my paladin, and oh, she was doing archaeology, and I forgot again. I forgot that in the area there, she is level 43, and the mobs are level 43, and so you know, you can you, you can roll back time, though, can't you? What do you mean? You can go to the dragon and the the calendar and get it to roll time. Or are you doing ar- archaeology and uh, later expansions? Um, I'm not sure what you mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just okay. I'm just going. But but if she rolls back time, I mean it's good because she gets. Um, XP, but yeah. it's just about being you. Okay. okay, it's just about being used to fighting. You know, sometimes when you're doing yeah, archaeology yeah, yeah. in certain areas, you're just running around in lower level areas, and then when and someone comes up to hit on you, and you're like, Psh, yeah. excuse me, Nat, go away. Kaboom. <laughs> yeah, but um. Yeah, I just have to remember that I have to fight. And and it's kind of nice because I'm learning how to fight with, uh, or remembering how to fight with a paladin. Uh, did, you know, I haven't been, oh, shoot, this loot. I haven't been picking up loot. All right. <laughs> um, and um, I'm doing, I, was, I went to do Shadows Fall in, yeah. uh, I guess, the uh, Repose. And... I was a little bit confused about the dynamics, so I um, Googled it, and apparently there's a band in Boston called Shadowfall, which was interesting. Oh, yeah. oh shoot. She's about to die. Oh, no. That's no. It's terrible. Yeah. Well, I'm multi-boxing, and I think... Okay, here we go. I think I'm fighting in two different places. Um... In, I'm learning a lot in Final Fantasy. There's a lot. There's a lot to learn. Um, I did. I finally did a fate and understood um, what it was all about. I completed mm-hmm. one. Um, I just love the graphics. I put a, a picture in the show notes. Um, in the show notes that shows the background and how beautiful the scenery it's a night view mm-hmm. um if i'm right the 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 weather cha- the night changes oops you know i don't think mm. it changes in world of warcraft but it it does change in um in, in Final Let's Fantasy see. 14. So yeah. it's kind of nice to see, the, to see the things change. 
to see the sky come out at night and stuff. Sorry, I'm doing so many things at the same time. Uh, in um, in population one, I put a screenshot and a link in the show notes. It's it's been great. They have an every few weeks there's a new uh event and this event is so crazy it's um it's called uh the cores and so <laughs> you have to go and find these balls and then throughout the map are these machines that you put the cores in and it'll spit out a weapon but the more cores you put in the higher weapon you get and some there's some five right now there's only four star weapons in the game but this machine will spit out a five star weapon and it is it is amazing um when you do it with a teammate and um it's lots of fun uh if you want to go and check it out check out my youtube channel uh it's april pvd i played a few games with with kids and and it's amazing because you know you 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 hear about some of these kids out there who are horrible, who um, are not helpful. But I have found a group of kids that like to play with me, and they know they like it because I'm streaming, and I consider myself um, I'd like a documentarian. I'm not the best player in um, in Population One. But I can document the, the best players. So it's it's been, like, really fun to... Oh, shoot. Did I get killed? What happened? Oh, yeah, I guess I did. Oh, okay. Anyways, I'm going to pause and give my full attention. And so that it's been a lot of fun. And um, it's nice when people like to play with you. <laughs> um, kind of... Oh, yeah. it, it makes me nostalgic I wish one of the neat things about playing Population One and playing VR in general is that you have a good communi- voice communication. I remember when we used to do Vent in World of Warcraft, but you know when I log on now, I logged on the other day and somebody said, "Oh, I didn't know anybody was here." <laughs> so <laughs> it's yeah, I miss that. I miss those days. But uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, and it's so funny because I basically. Um, run in two different, well, three different worlds. <laughs> I work the real world, the World of Warcraft world, and then the VR world. And the VR world was a blaze last week because the AI, formerly known as, I mean, the AI known as Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> did an announcement mm. about the meta and about the changes and about what he sees for VR. And I was so enthralled because you know um i i've been in vr for three years i like it because you know you you can be inside a place with other people and he's talking about making it even more so where like you could go to a concert in vr and and actually i've been in concerts um with different people um one of uh will smith's kid what's his name caden he did a concert and but you know this was just a niche thing or a practice thing so it's it's interesting to see his vision where you could actually you know like create a home or a place and people could come over into your vr and at the same time i'm listening to other people 
on in on YouTube, other streamers and stuff who are concerned about putting that power in Mark Zuckerberg's hands and how he mm-hmm. will be controlling. Basically, it's going to be like the Matrix without your body being a battery. Just you know, you're being in this world, but we need we need to to somehow control it and make sure it doesn't get in the wrong hands and it's it's interesting because and I'll, I'll make this quick it's interesting because being in VR was a lot like when I first started with computers back in the 80s and nobody else had a computer most people didn't and they were like what do you need a computer for are you a business and at the time I was doing something called BBSing which was a way to communicate with people via computers, but you would log into somebody's computer at their home and there would be information that you would share. And it's all about sharing information. And it's it's going to be create a divide that's going to get wider. Right now, there are people who can't do a lot of the things we do because they don't have access to a computer or they don't know how to use a computer. Um, there are a lot of people that like come into my job and need it and looking for information and I'm like, why didn't you just Google it? <laughs> but they don't know how. And it was a Google machine. Yes. <laughs> they don't know how to Google stuff. And that's that's creating a divide. Because we have, I guess what I'm trying to say, the internet, information, and VR should be like the other utilities that we have available to us, like um, electric, water, gas. It should be conduits that are available for everyone to use and not be um, just for the certain elite people. And and I'm, I want to touch on this 10 years, or maybe three years from now, five years from now, because eventually we will all um, be using VR. It's, gonna be, it's not going to be as bulky as it is right now, because, you know, when I play... VR, I have to attach this. Oh, can you see? Okay, I'm gonna put it in front. This to my head. Yeah. And yeah. and there are, you know, there's there's things I have to be careful of. There are people who have these and, and they break. Or they like um I have a battery backup so that I don't have to stop in the middle. And so there's different levels of um interact what am i trying to say so one person has a, the headset they're playing and then all of a sudden um their controller breaks some of us can just go and buy another controller or send it in but if you're a kid you can't you got to deal with the fact that you're now out of the loop because of some simple yep. thing like that eventually it's going to be just on our you know like glasses and we won't have that big thing and um, when that happens, it's, it's going to be interesting. And I, I want to visit it's that. It's happened already. Facebook has, I think, a, a collaboration with Ray-Ban, I think. No, no, I don't, mean, I don't mean when it creates. I mean when it's universal instead of just, what, 2 5% of the population. Just like back in the 80s, 2 5% of the population, 2 to 5 had computers and now almost everybody has access one way or another. Once it becomes yeah. a common thing, it'll, it'll be interesting to visit, revisit this thought. 
And also, I just want to end with the fact that my life is so weird. I spend eight hours a day with a mask on the lower part of my face. <laughs> and then I come home and spend four to six hours with the, with, the God, with the headset on the top part of my face. My face must be going, what's going on? And um, anyways, um, thank you, chat room. Any of, anybody in the chat room currently um, playing in VR? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Um, Primitive B says BBS was my life as a kid. I know. Wasn't that as exciting? Ran one. And nobody really understood it. The yeah, yeah. bulletin ran, board system. Ran one for about 10 years. Did yeah. you really? I was a sysop on a couple. <laughs> and that was mm -hmm. that was exciting. I had I had the power. And and, and, <laughs> and it was complicated because you had to get a second phone line, which was another uh -huh. elitist thing. And then you had to have another computer that just ran the BBS software. Oh my God, we have come so far. That was pre-internet. <laughs> we were we were on the yeah. cutting edge. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wanted VR, but haven't gotten into it yet. Yeah. And yeah, there it is. Yeah. Um, it's but, but I mean, if you if you think about um, Facebook working with Oracle, right? On the uh, no, um, on the headset that you have, and then that's like their first their first uh, co-op, so to speak. And then they now put that to the side and said, yep, that's done for us now. And now they go to, to Ray-Ban and, and, and make the, the glasses now, much like the, the Google Glass right. a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. That would be the second step. Right. And that, that's going to be, if that's a usable as a form of VR, in the Gen 2 or Gen 3, maybe. So... And the interesting thing, and one of the things that Mark, well, on first name basis, um, said was that he is going to also, and this is big, eliminate the need for a Facebook account. There was a big backlash um, because in order to be... It, to use any um, to use Oculus, you had to have a Facebook account, which also meant that if you got banned from Facebook for whatever, you could all, you mm -hmm. would lose access to your um, Oculus account. Account, yeah, right. right. But yeah. Um, and and you know, of course, the whole thing with Oculus is that they made the whole thing cheaper. Um, to, to, get, to, to luring get, people. To luring people, right, right. Um, yeah. And one last thing, um, Population One, uh, uh, I'll put a screenshot in the show notes. One of their things is, you know, you pay for the account, it's $29.99, but every few weeks they put out skins so that your character looks different. Um, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's neat. The only thing is, you can't see your character. Other people can see it. You can see it in the loading screen before you get well, before you get into a lobby, and it's it's just one set. It's not anything customizable or exchangeable, or it's just one piece of set. 
but a lot of us spend the money on it. And somebody did a post in Facebook. How much? Look, look at your history. How much have you paid? And I looked at mm-hmm. it, and I had paid over three hundred dollars in the last year on buying the tokens that you use to buy the skins. Um, you can also get skins for your weapons, which is you know it's just cosmetic stuff. It's not anything that helps you play any better or anything. And people were like saying, "Oh, you do that? You don't have to do that." Well, two things is I I want to give them money because they make a game that I play six to eight hours a day. And I, I also mentioned, I also play another game where I pay $15 a month <laughs> and yeah. per character, you know, so, you know, it's all relative and, uh, yep. yeah, it's, it's not as bad as they make it seem. And, and I enjoy my skin. I'm going to put my favorite skin in the show notes. They have a character that has locks and tattoos and she reminds mm. me, I, I, in my head, I like to think that maybe Big Box recreated me in Population One, <laughs> and that's been my week. Nice, <laughs> nice. I find it very, very easy to be true. I... I'm on a Schönstein forest of How's your week in the metaverse? Oh, can we say that? In gaming. How's your week yeah. in gaming? How about that? I don't have... Yeah, anyway, not going <laughs> to go into that. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been okay. I've been uh, looking at a couple of, couple of things that I look forward to eventually. But uh, I'm going to talk about that at the end uh, of my segment. So first and foremost about uh, about Final Fantasy XIV, as that's my primary game at the moment. Um, I'm I don't want to say relieved, but I'm not unhappy about the fact that I have two more weeks to get through the the two remaining expansions that I'm working on mm. uh, so I can be be up to date with with uh, regards to when when Endwalker releases for me it's it's uh, December the 3rd because I pre-ordered so I get uh, early access um and uh, yes, so my my Mikoti, my uh, character, she started as the last of the three and the newest of the three. She started her, her squadron journey now in the Grand Company. Mm. It's basically um, you when you get to level twenty, you. Uh, get recruited to a grand company that's like a army of uh, one of the city states, either um, 
um, one of the main city-states, either Ulda or or Gridania or Limsa Domenza, they all have their respective armies uh, and they're called grand companies. Um, so then you choose one of them, and ally yourself with them. The only real difference is that you get uh, different gear sets, like different looks uh, for the sets, uh, gear that you can buy there. And obviously your your home for the quests that you do with them uh, are the respective city. Um, all my characters are in Limstalaminsa because it's just for me, it's the, my, my favorite my favorite city, and I like the the gear set that you get there, the, the aesthetics, I like them the best, because they're red and black, so that's perfect for me. Uh, I don't like the, the yellow or the, I think, blue or green from the other two. It's, yeah, I don't, so when I get to when I get one of my tunes to uh, up in the um, uh, equipped with with one of the uh, gear sets, there I'll, I'll I'll post them, or I can uh, post a preview picture as well in one of the next week's show notes. Uh, so yeah, you basically you rank up. At, in the army, in the grand company, and then at a certain rank, you unlock the squadron um, feature, which lets you recruit a squadron of of, of uh, soldiers that are under your command, and you can use them to go into dungeons with them if you want to, or you can send them out on missions, much like the uh, WoW mission table. And uh, you can gain um, different rewards from that. So, uh, it's a game, and you need to to uh, level your squadron to get the final two ranks, personal ranks uh, in the grand company. So there's, there's that as well. And I think you need to be the second highest or the highest rank to be able to equip the gear that you get, I think. Um, and then, yeah, so that makes it, makes it necessary that you rank up your your grand company squadron. And then I got a new mount the other day, which is a RAF mount, recruit a friend mount. It's a two-person mount. It's a chocobo, uh, a reddish one. It has like reddish uh, 
saddle and some barding and uh, uh, the drought chocobo and it's in the in the show notes I put a picture in it uh, in uh, from it uh, of it uh, so a brilliant if you need uh, if you need to be carried somewhere uh it's thanks to you I got the mount, so I'll be more than happy to 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 help you to get around. Um it's most definitely. Um, How exciting is that? <laughs> yep. Yeah, and along with that you get a I think you got that as well, of a, a friendship uh, yes. circlet. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a headpiece that grants you plus 20% experience uh, up and uh, until and including level 25. Okay. So look, at, look for that. So if you, if you want to level a little faster on some of your jobs, you can just equip that and then you get the plus 20% experience. Mm. Um, so then if you, um, so I have, strangely enough, there are a couple that, a couple of uh, rewards that, uh, reward types that grant you the same reward. Mm-hmm. So I accepted from, or, or I uh, was recruited by another player from my from my free company, and uh, I got the f- uh, friendship circlet. Oh. And, and you got this. You get the same reward when you recruit someone. So that's I, I don't know. It's it's kind of strange that you get. They maybe they should uh, make it a little different. I I I can see why they've done it because they don't want to open up too much experience. But in my opinion, you only need one. You can only equip one of those items. So maybe not have them have them uh, retrievable from the from the mail and then delete them because you can if if I remember correctly, you can't delete them. So it's a permanently occupied slot. Oh, in your in your inventory, which is uh, I mean, I'm going to try it. We'll see if I, I I haven't done it yet, but I believe you cannot delete them. So because it's one of those special items that you that get grayed out if you go to a vendor, so you cannot sell them by mistake or something. So they have that protection built in, which is good. But in this case, again, if I if I recruit another person and another person, 
eventually you're going to get three, four, or five of those identical items. That's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's not ideal. But anyway, the, the, the chocobo looks really, really nice with a big saddle for like for two people. Uh, kind of, and you can see, I, I put in a, a, uh, a picture of my, uh, my Makote on the, on the mound, and you can see that the back part of the saddle is still uh, unoccupied. Mm. So, um, on top of that, I got I uh, my uh, she was the second tune of my three that got the bomb mount. Um, so I finally went and and collected the the last couple of uh, currency tokens, um, and then. Uh, redeem that before the event goes away. Well, now, now you uh, don't have, we don't have to worry about that as much because the event is ongoing until Endwalker releases. Mm. So that's two more weeks of that. Um, that's number two mount. And then I found, I, I've heard this uh, uh, mentioned a while back, but that was like, um, I think I didn't even play then yet, or it was just at, in, in the uh, very early part, the early days of, of, of me playing Final Fantasy fourteen. And I, can't remember if I mentioned this before here. So in Final Fantasy XIV, you can earn achievement certificates mm. when earning achievement points. So in WoW, you have your achievement points. You get you you a task or something or gives you achievement points. And that's it. It's a number on the screen in the UI. In Final Fantasy XIV, you will automatically get one achievement certificate for per 50 achievement points you earn. So, um, and those achievement certificates are currency. So you can buy stuff with points, with certificates you gain by getting achievements. Um, you go to a vendor in Old Gridania. His name is Jonathan. I put the coordinates in the show notes. Um, and there you can exchange the certificates for items. Um, 
um, head slot glam item or three of them, uh, some minions, pets, even mounts you can get, or bardings for your for your chocobo companion. So there are quite a few quite a few things you can get. So if you, the most expensive is a mount that costs six achievement certificates. So if you translate that into achievement points, that means that you need to gain 300 achievement points to get six certificates. That's quite easy. If you do a couple of things in your in your job, in your class, and explore a couple of zones, because the initial um, a realm reborn zones don't have multiple um, subzones to explore to get the achievement for exploration of a zone, if you enter it, you automatically, for the first time, you automatically get the exploration for the zone, and that's like 10 or 20 points. So that's quite quite easy money there. And I think that if you want a a um, amount that's different than your than your chocobo. Um, it's quite easy, and the mount that you can get there is a um, a beast. So it, it it's not something strange that probably can only fly doesn't have legs or wheels or nothing right it's a proper it's a proper beast that has legs so you can use it even though you cannot fly yet oh. it doesn't look like out of place when it's like walking ground ground bound yeah. so that's good um I chose the reason oh, the reason why I uh, chase down that that vendor without knowing about the achievement certificates yet was that I wanted a specific minion and the specific minion is called wind up nanamo wind up minions are those uh, they represent NPCs in the game oh uh, there are there are quite a few most most uh, well-known um, story NPCs have their wind-up uh, um, version. Uh, the one that I bought for my for my Lalafell obviously was Tataru, um, and then as you go through the. Um, the MSQ, the main story quest, you uh, you get more and more of them. Some you can buy in the shop, but most of them are available 
through the MSQ as simple quest rewards. Um, so, yeah, uh, Nanamo has, she is the Sultana of Ulda, and uh, she has a special feature, the, the uh, wind-up Nanamo has, the minion. Remember when you sit down in WoW while targeting a cat mount? It, you sit down and the cat comes and sits in your lap? Right. Um, that's a special mechanic, special feature that's, that the uh, cats have in WoW. Uh, Nanamo has a similar, not identical, uh, special uh, feature where when you target the, the minion, the, the, the pet, and you use the emote slash beckon, she will come and crawl up your back and sit on <laughs> one of your shoulders. If you look in the in the show notes, you can see her sitting on my on my shoulder, and uh, she is um, it's just adorable. The cool thing is that uh, oh my god, that is so oh man, I love that outfit too. Yes, yep. she is adorable. Oh my gosh! Yep. you can find the show notes at. Uh, Controlaltwild.blogspot.com. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and the cool thing is that uh, you don't know on what shoulder she's going to sit. So it's it's like uh, she's, as far as I know, the only one that has that mechanic. But many other minions have the same thing where they sit on your shoulders when they're like flying like like there is um there is a puff of darkness that's a, a minion representing one of the raid bosses that fly around you oh there is a, a midgard zermer that's a mini version of a of a dragon uh, that flies around you. And then, from, and then from time to time, they sit down on your shoulder. But they always sit down on the same shoulder. <laughs> but with Nanamo, sometimes she sits down on one or the other. It depends upon, I don't know, random? I have no idea. And then, as you can see on the, on, in the show notes, when you target her while she's sitting there, your head is turned towards her. So you basically look at her over your shoulder. Over your shoulder, it's so cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the um, the um, transmog, the the glam I've got on 
this my 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 coat he's wearing is from one of the characters in the game. Uh, it, it's a uh, it's a uh, shop set. Um, I really uh, I accept the the gloves. Those are not part of the set originally, but uh, because I. I'm wearing uh, gloves that otherwise would uh, conflict with the with the set. I think they were yet like yellow and big and bulky. Uh, I have a a uh, backup solution for that, uh, where I have a pair of black leather gloves that you can see I'm wearing there. That uh, you, I always like put on, uh, so that's it's like a, a kind of cheating, but still it, it it works quite well. The only issue is that you can you can't see the the bottom part of the of the sleeves because the the uh, the gloves are like over over the sleeves in a way. So, but that's like a necessary compromise. Um, and then I wanted to highlight something uh, that I really, that's something that I, again, I really like is uh, the story. In um, in Final Fantasy XIV, where um, we, I'm currently leveling my, my my botanist job. Currently, I'm level fifty-one with that job, and um, <laughs> the story is really really sad in a way where uh, without spoiling too much for people that want to play want through. to play it uh, the the guild master there is a pacifist absolute pacifist and the uh, grand companies come to the grand company of Gridania that's where the um Botanist uh, guild is uh, come to her and ask her for or ask us, me as a player, to provide them with with uh, with mass for for their war effort, mm. like uh, get, gathering herbs or, or whatnot for for the culinarian to cook, to feed them, and uh, uh, herbs for salves and, and stuff like that. And she's really not not into it, not into it at all. She's like, yeah, what what good is it if, if, if we basically um, uh, want to preserve nature and the uh, fighting that's going on is destroying the, 
the uh, the forest and she's like really not uh yeah that's uh there's like one uh there's one of the um tiles of her uh, of her dialogue um says in in part um, I suppose she's already and that's talking about the Yangi, about the uh, culinarian. Um, uh, I thank you for delivering the zucchini to Yangi. Sigh. I suppose she's already slaving over the hot stove, preparing a stew that will give our warriors the stamina to fight yet another. And then What's that? Yangi has something for me. And then, so she was in her kind of rant again about, yeah. And then the culinarian made a uh, uh, um, a dish that, uh, a ratatouille dish that her um, mother used to make. And that she taught, uh, and she taught the culinarian uh, back when they were both little. So it, it, those those things where they've really gone into into detail and into uh, a thoughtful telling of the story, and each each profession. Uh, to to use a a uh, a wow term uh, has its own story. Each job, each class, they have their own story. So if you really want to, uh, it, it's not like you have. Um, it, it's basically as if you you were playing one character that can experience all the class, all the whole quests in WoW at the same time or one after the other. And the class, all the whole quests start at level one and end at level whatever max level is. It's a continuous story that doesn't end again until yeah the game ends eventually. It's ongoing throughout all the expansions. It's not just a class order hall is the feature of one expansion and it's limited to that expansion. No, it starts at level one when you when you learn a, a class or a job or a profession, whatever term you want to use, you go to the guild. That's basically the, the order hall for them or the covenant, whatever you want to call them with, with, with in, in WoW terms. And, and uh, they recruit you 
and that's when and they they give you a brief synopsis of what the what the guild is about be it a marauder fighting guild or be it a culinarian's guild be it a botanist guild or a a rogue guild they all have guilds and that's when the story starts at level one of that specific job um, so that is and every five levels usually you get a new chapter of the story oh so it's it, it's really it's really nice to see that it's one continuous story that's been told um I really, really like that. Um, so, yeah, with having the the rogue uh, story at the beginning before they are turned into ninjas. Ninjas is is a uh, uh, into the ninja job is basically about them being the the outlaws in the city and not really accepted by anyone and them having to come to deal with that. So it's like, uh, yeah, there are quite a few, yeah, quite a few to explore if you... If you go and and check out how many there are three six seven there are <laughs> ten ten uh, gathering and uh, crafting jobs so that's ten stories and then you have four seven eleven fourteen. 18 battle jobs. That's another 18 stories if you want to experience them all. So that's 32. Yeah. Imagine you placed 32 class order hall campaigns on one character in WoW. Wow. Yeah, that's that, that's what you get. And with with each expansion. You don't get a new feature, you get the continuation of the story. Nice. So, <clears throat> yeah, I really, I really love this feature. I really look forward to, almost look forward to it as much as I, as I do with the main storyline. And that's why I just can't I just can't stop starting all the jobs eventually on every tune because it's nice to like replay the story. Mm. Um, so yeah, currently I'm my highest uh, crafting profession, crafting job is, is an alchemist. 
no, this is, no, it's a culinarian, sorry. It's 42. And my gathering, gathering job is my botanist, 51. Um, on the Makoti. I need to get to, to fishing again because I need to get the culinarian to level 50 to be able to get into the next expansion, which starts at level 50. So uh, I need to, that's why I I started with with the botanist the other day, so I can get all the fruits and vegetables to, to cook together with the fish. Um, my highest battle jobs, my, my highest battle job is my bard, my, my archer. Oh. Um, level 71. So that's the one, that's the, the job that I'm playing the main story quest with. And I'm currently in the second expansion. So I have that one to finish plus the last one. Um, I'm in Stormblood now and then it's uh, Shadowbringers is the third one, I believe, yeah. Um, And then eventually um, it's Endwalker um when we when we get to December third or December seventh, depending upon whether you have uh, early access or not. Okay, so I me- I mentioned I was wanted to talk about one more game. Okay. Um and that's the last thing. Uh, for me this week, that is. Uh, remember, I talked about uh, I wouldn't want to buy a PlayStation just for one game. Right. A while back, that game being God of War. Well, I don't have to anymore because God of War is coming to PC. Oh, nice. So. In 2022, on January 14th, apparently, uh, you can you can get God of War as a PC version. Um, so I know what I'm going to do then eventually, uh, because I've always it's such a pretty game. Mm. It's not it's not my favorite type of game, but I just I I always said that yeah I'm going I'm, whenever I get when if I get the chance that um, I, I I want to play that game and uh, apparently thankfully you can do that now so I saw a announcement there on Steam the other day that or a week ago something to that effect 
um, that God of War is coming to coming to PC. They don't. The only thing prevent preventing me from doing uh, to from playing it would be if the uh, system requirements are too high. Because as I said earlier, my my PC is four or five years old, and uh, that might um, be a little, yeah, I don't know, be an issue right. eventually, maybe. So, uh, yeah, let's see. I if I if I get my um, my local computer shop to uh, commit to three, four days right. of, instead of, of a week of uh, rebuilding. I'm probably going to do it before before the year is out. But if they won't, which I don't think they will, because they are swamped with 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 work currently um yeah i just have to see when when that's going to work um so yeah uh, is there anything in the chat that we need to deal with um Primitive B says, I like the way achievements are done in Final Fantasy XIV. It's like currency. Yeah, it's the currency thing. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, and as I said, I just uh, noticed it the other day. But um, most, most of or all of the Minions cost two certificate points. The mount costs six, and then there are other items that cost three. Mm. I have a total of 26 minus the two that I spent for the minion. So I have 24 left. If I spent the six on the mount, down to 18, that gives me about nine minions, but there aren't nine minions. So I should be kind of safe to pick pretty much everything I want with quite a few things that I don't care about. Uh, so, and since, since I'm far from done with all of the zone achievements alone because I'm um, I still have let me see six minus two I have four zones to explore in the one uh, one um, in one expansion and the full ex second expansion Plus, I have God knows how many exploration achievements for for uh, dungeons. I haven't unlocked a single dungeon in uh, in Stormblood yet. 
and that's got probably going to be 10 at least. So that's going to be another 100. So that's, so it's, it's going to be quite, it's going to be quite a bit of, uh, of collecting to do there. So, yeah, no, I really, I really think that I don't need to worry about, uh, about starving uh, on, on uh, achievement certificates. And that's been my week. Nice, nice. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, I did finish Shadows Fall, by the way. Yay, me. Mm. All right. Uh, shout out to Kyle. Uh, we know he's busy right now. And we look forward to his next episode of uh, Blast from the Past. And uh, we will be... Um, we will be uh, back next week. We're going to do next Sunday, same time. And we have a guild update. We do have a guild update. Okay. I think. Do we? So how yeah. are the clans of darknesses and control out wow on Wormrest Accord and uh, <laughs> Nevik Hoof doing? You might. We have... Uh, Garrica on Earthen Ring, who's hit level 45. Oh, and also no, Garrica, who's hit level 50. And we need a song. Funny how time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> so who has become exalted with... Garrica, I guess it went questing and uh, critically... Uh, hit the achievement at level 45 or so. Excellent. Congrats. Congratulations. That's a big achievement. All Mm -hmm. right. All right. To everybody that's in the chat room, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Yes, thank you, chat room. Happy birthday to your daughter. (laughs) Daughter turned seven today. And, um, yeah, we'll be back next week. This is a brilliant for the horde. This is Constructs for the chat room. And this has been Glenn Hague's Rule of Acquisition number 19. Satisfaction is not guaranteed. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you, chat room. You're awesome. Uh, there's a lot of people in there. Tracy Gamu says, I'm at the point where I level alt so I can hear brilliant sing. Thank you guys. <laughs> hugs. Awesome. Big hugs. Virtual hugs. Yes. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Chad. Bye. Bye, Chad.